Well, hi there, and welcome to my podcast where I invite you to run with me after memories and shape them into stories. On this show, I'll also share samples of my writing and interesting moments from everyday life. I'm your host, Ruru Sig, and today you're listening to my first podcast, The Story Chaser. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is episode nine of The Story Chaser. And tonight, I'm talking about bartending and getting a quick view into the lives of those who habitually visit the bar. Habitually. Habitually? Hmm. Make a habit of visiting the bar. Hey, here's a helpful hint for any bartender or server out there. If you are looking at an empty restaurant, deeply concerned about paying your bills, wondering where that money's going to come from, just fix yourself a nice balanced meal and sit down to enjoy it. The folks will fill that restaurant up in no time flat. Guarantee. It never fails that a nice plate of food goes cold while you run wild, chasing that money, honey. There are two types of people you must learn about when bartending. The night drinkers, or those that are mostly out for a good time, looking to disappear for a while. You have your scattered addicts in the bunch, but overall, they're mostly just people celebrating the end of a work week, an engagement, graduation, the list goes on. And then there are daytime weekday drinkers, and they are by far the most punctual people you'll ever meet. They operate from an internal clock that you must not mess with. As a matter of fact, to miss their routine is to cause them pain, actual physical pain. If you don't open those doors on time, their withdrawals could feel like thousands of needles shooting from everywhere inside. It feels easy to judge people that depend on this routine, but I've looked into scared childlike eyes. Where their desperation speaks, it's not my fault. I do this every day because you don't know my urges. I guess that what I'm saying is to be a bartender, you must have a level of compassion that exceeds your patience because these people will also drive you absolutely nuts. (laughs) Ah, But one of the most heartfelt stories I ever heard ever, was from a regular daytime drinker. He had a job, and the bar was just where he immediately went to after work was finished. At 5.35 every day, I would tear the crossword puzzle from the daily newspaper and place it on the bar along with a pen and a cocktail napkin. At 5.42, I filled a rocks glass with ice, and then I let the captain fall deep and steady from the bottle, At 5.43, I would shoot the diet soda from the gun across the top of the ice, and before it blended with the booze, that guy would come through the door. He would smile, sort of, and place his money on the bar, take a sip before removing his coat. And for the next 20 minutes or so, he would enjoy that first drink while figuring out clues to fill in the squares in that puzzle quietly, 
not bothering anyone. He didn't say much at all until the third drink or so, and then he would kind of comment on whatever the TV show was on or make small talk with the other patrons. Never anything too revealing, though. Sometimes the rum led him to the jukebox where he would stand right in front of it, but sway the top half of his body to the vintage country music. Perhaps he was longing for another place or remembering one from ages ago. One night, the night of the story, he came in closer to 7 p.m., and it was concerning. And it took everything not to ask, Hey, where have you been? I dumped your drink over an hour ago. But he just wasn't that type of person to appreciate such a question. He was way too private for concerns. I quickly got another drink together and went searching for the paper, but he took a sip of the cocktail pounded his fist on the bar and announced, there'll be no need for the puzzle today. His demeanor was shocking, unusually cheerful. He gulped his drink again and let out a refreshed sigh. Ah. Today was a great day. I got to see my baby daughter today. And that was it. That was the story. In one sip and two sentences, he told me, a whole life story. I didn't need any more details. It explained almost everything about him. The important thing about other people's journeys is the point that you land on them. And I was just happy to see this guy's happiness. I didn't need to know what baby from who, why don't you see her? I don't know. It just didn't matter. I mean... The most telling thing about it is that he chose the baby over his usual routine because he was almost two hours late to the bar. The following piece of writing that I'm going to share tonight that I wrote, uh, some folks from my writing group have called it flash fiction, although I originally intended for it to be poetry. Either way, It went through my mind once while tending the bar, so I jotted it down in fragments on a cocktail napkin. I call it before me. Constantly needed, barely considered. Pacing to the crowd, a blaring TV lists crimes above me. The thirsty perch before me, craving to be numb. Bottles clank, kisses exchange, quickly transformed to drunken quarrels. The music played is not my choice. Traveling home, I choose silence. My whiskey-soaked sleeve guides the wheel. I avoid those once before me with only a bar between us, now swerving on a shared road. Their heads will ache as the sun sheds light upon the empty desire living in their pupils. I will stand in line, waiting to approach the glass before me. A sweaty, perfume-saturated wad of cash burning a hole in my pocket. A quick glance at the clock. I'm hoping I'm ahead of the time wrapped around my landlord's wrist. I wonder if there will be days when bills due are not a monster at my heels, dreaming beyond what's before me. The end. I wrote a lot um, while bartending, and I... Um, it has, it's, 
it's revealed quite a bit in the title of my upcoming book, which I'm not going to share here yet until I finish the book and you see it on the cover. Um, but yeah, bartending, serving, that rhythm of a restaurant, of a bar, the, the noises, the humming of appliances, the chatting, the music, it got my inspiration going. That's where I got a lot of ideas. So oftentimes on cocktail napkins, I would be jotting this kind of stuff down. I eventually got in the habit of carrying a little notebook that I'd pull out here and there. And um, yeah, so I don't know if anyone out there, server, bartender, slash writer, writer first, let's do that first, writer, slash server, bartender out there uh, can relate if you too find your inspiration at work. I don't uh, I mean, I, I guess I know what it is about that environment. It's fast-paced. It's you're laughing a lot. You're um, you're in a an adrenaline fueled. It's got everything firing from inside. So I guess that's why the creativity is so awake. And uh, on that note, listener or listeners, whoever's out there, if you have any stories that you'd like to share or comments on any episodes of The Story Chaser, please feel free to email me at R-O-O-R-O-O-S-I-G at gmail.com or call 312-857-4625. I'd love to hear from you. I kept it short and sweet tonight, folks. There's no real reason for that. It's just um, the kind of the way it went for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I thank you. Well, this is as good a place as any to end this episode. My name is Ruru Sig, and I thank you for listening to The Story Chaser. Remember, there are stories everywhere. The key is to focus in on the little memories to find the bigger moments. My promise to you is that I'll keep chasing those stories. Be well, folks, and go ahead. Have a wonderful life.